As I said, it is 7.30 and time now for us to see if we have R.W. Estella with us this morning. Morning, R.W. Hey, good morning, Allison. Like many baby boomers who for a few years now are counting time on the other side of the half-century mark, I can attest to the benefits as well as the hazards of maintaining contact with high school and college chums of yore. One example that falls in between the plus and minus poles is a recent email I received early this morning from a classmate who hails back to my last semester as a high school senior in Germany. Back then, Paul played lead guitar in a band that frequently supplied the music for many of our school dances. After graduating, he went professional and continued playing whatever gigs were handy. For the few reunions our class has managed to put together, Paul and a couple of other classmates who were and still are practicing musicians have formed impromptu groups that keep us all at least for one night a rockin' and a reelin' till the crack of dawn. Periodically, Paul will ship out global emails to everyone who's on a fairly extensive list he's been compiling from our two most recent class reunions in 2004 and 2007. What he sends will take various forms. Sometimes it will be a recent speech he found reminiscent of the 1960s and 1970s values that infused our formative years. Sometimes it will be his latest YouTube performance. Sometimes it will be a new website he finds particularly hot. Such was the case with the email Paul sent a little past midnight, California time, his current time zone. He wrote to let everyone know about two music-related sites currently premiering on the net. Both, he thinks, are the best things to come along since the transistor radio. The first is a site that purports to hook any cyber audio seeker up with any tune that has ever been recorded on a 45 or on an album, whether vinyl or CD. And then when that tune is finished playing, the site will automatically select another tune from the genre and continue in that fashion indefinitely until the listener ends the session. That site's name is theradio.com. Paul's second recommendation is available through tropicalglen.com and features the Playa Kofi jukebox, another perpetual music machine that specializes in vintage tunes arranged by years. Select, say, 1969, as I did, and listen to that year's top 100 hits, starting with number one, Sugar Sugar by the Archies, and ending at number 100, Oh What a Night by the Dells. Placement determinations for that year were made by Cashbox Magazine on December 27, 1969. The same magazine on the same date determined the top 100 albums of that year. As a musician who in no small way is reliant upon the income he receives from the sale of CDs of the music he's written and performed, Paul is sympathetic toward and feels bad for the musicians whose music is being offered at no charge to anyone who wants to listen to it via this computerized method. But he consoles himself with knowing that at least this new venue is helping to introduce millions of listeners to tunes they might not otherwise have been turned on to. Of course, for both the radio and the jukebox, free is a figure of speech. Gratis may be the access, but both sides ask their patrons for contributions to ensure continued listening enjoyment. Not unlike most entertainment or education, 
as Renaissance poet Sir Philip Sidney remarked in To the Tune of a Spanish Song, centuries before the Top 40 era, just a chord all music makes. And thanks to my friend Paul's handy website bookmarking, I was catapulted back in time 40 years to the week of March 2nd, 1969, when Build Me Up Buttercup by the Foundations began its two-week reign at number one, unseating the previous two-week champion, Everyday People by Sly and the Family Stone. In turn, around the middle of March, Tommy Rowe would displace the Foundations with his hit, Dizzy. Wow, 40 years ago. Makes me dizzy just thinking about it. From Orono, Maine, enjoy another snowy Monday. <laughs>